So, Cliff Kingsbury, you like to uh, tell lies, do you, huh? You like to uh, throw up little smoke screens and try to uh, stop us from getting the David Johnson out of lineups, huh? That's what you like to do, huh, Cliff Kingsbury? Is that what you like? I got a lot of thoughts about you, Cliff Kingsbury, on the pre-snap, and it starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast, brought to you by LineStar. The top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me and it's Chris Meany. And it's you. And uh, unfortunately, it's also Cliff Kingsbury who decided that, oh, David Johnson's going to play. He's going to play. It's going to be great. He's healthy. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, no, it's not going to be fantastic. He didn't play. And Chase Edmonds played. And Chris Meany, it ruined my weekend. It ruined my weekend and some of our listeners' weekends as well. I'm just, I'm still mad. It's only 24 hours and I'm still angry about it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm out at a couple coaches today. Kingsbury's one of them. Matt Nagy's another one. But, I mean, we'll get into him in a little bit. This was – we knew the upside of Chase Edmonds. Yeah, we just wanted to know. And to make matters worse, like the Arizona Cardinals Twitter account trolled us all by saying, you know, you should have started Edmonds in your fantasy league or whatever. And then reports later on that Chase Edmonds, you know, that DJ was really only going to get – involved in in certain aspects if they were really if they really needed him yeah that would have been nice to know and now today they're trying out running backs like jay jay i think reportedly and spencer ware so obviously dj is wasn't even near 100 percent. there were some reports that he was out on the field practicing and he looked good the ankle looked fine and we know he's been dealing with a back injury and that is the risk of playing i mean we'll take it with the this the whole lesson I mean, Kingsbury did screw us over, but the whole lesson could be if you're a big time cash game player, it's you, you should avoid running backs that are dealing with potentially back injuries. I don't even know what happened, but Joe, I don't know. It, w- did he suffer a setback? He played three snaps. He started the game. D- they must have thought he was My OK. The, and then the he weather, plays the weather was not pleasant. Like, it was damp and cold. And if it's a back issue, my guess is it probably started to seize up on him. And he was like, you know what? This is not great. And And, and that's fair. It's fair. Sure. Cliff Kingsbury's job is to win games, but it doesn't mean I can't rage about it. It doesn't mean I can't be mad about it. So I'm going to be mad about it because it's in it my nature. Be. I'm Italian. I'm angry about things, just generally speaking. So if I don't get mad about them here in places like this, I just explode randomly. It's no, it's, it's fair. I'm, I'm I'm mad too. And we would have all been on Chase Edmonds. We've been saying he's a top ten running back for sure. Yeah, we were in on this last offense. week. Ugh. Yeah, and we're and and I guess like if in your season long formats. I raised this question a couple weeks ago about him just being a flex play because of would you rather take seven to 10 touches of Chase Edmonds in that offense or 10 to 15 touches of Joe Mixon in, in that Bengals offense? You know, I think you take Chase Edmonds and shoot for that upside in the flex spot, but it's going to be confusing going down the stretch. We just wanted, we want DJ to be inactive so we can all be on, D, on Edmonds because Edmonds, he's really good by the way. Like, oh, yeah, he's terrific. terrific I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Edmonds. I want him to be good. But, I mean, a very frustrating day, that's for sure. In that same game, Evan Ingram, who should have carved them up uh, because the freaking Cardinals are terrible against tight ends. No, Rhett Ellison gets the touchdown. I mean, every every bit of smart analysis. And this is – we finally hit it. We've had some pretty good weeks. But we hit that wall here in the fantasy community at large 
where all the good data, you could just take it and throw it out the window. Like Aaron Rodgers has nobody left to throw the football to. And it's a complete crapshoot. So what does he do? He throws for five touchdowns and rushes for one. So this was that week. And look, God bless Aaron Rodgers. It was a fantastic, uh, fantastic one for him. But it showed in lineups too. You know, it, it definitely showed where, you know, some of the, the highest point totals that won Paylon, that won a big contest were less than what they usually are. You know, well, 1.2% for Rodgers and the millionaire maker on FanDuel. Right. I like, mean, that says it all. I mean, the winning number was 214 on FanDuel. That's not like the, the most earth shattering number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Marvin Jones, you had to have Marvin Jones. You had to have, if you had Marvin Jones, Rodgers, and Edmonds, which I was looking at the leader at the time and the millionaire maker and Fandle, all all three of those guys, two percent or fewer. I mean, you, you, you had a game, but it's yeah. tough to it, it, it was you have to play multiple lineups to get off of David Johnson and, and roll out Chase Edmonds. But, yeah, it was weird. And, and going over to another frustrating situation with the coach, like I don't even know if David Montgomery is a bad running back because he doesn't touch the field or and he doesn't get any touches. Oh, God, well, can we, we get you know, the next weeks. one? It's you time two to beat up weeks, on him. Nagy, uh-huh. two weeks to game plan, and you give seven carry, seven rushing attempts. It's a franchise low in that. Check me if I'm wrong. The Bears have been around for a long, long time. And two of the running rushing attempts were from wide receivers, Anthony Miller and Cordero Patterson. Montgomery gets his second carry in the third quarter, and he puts the ball on the ground. I mean, how is this happening? Tariq Cohen has nine catches for, what, 19 yards? It's really hard to do. Trubisky <laughs> looks awful. They're one and eight when he throws the ball at least thirty-five times. So, what is your what was your game plan? The Saints' defense good, but that's another puzzling one to me. Is is Matt Nagy and Trubisky just the Bears look really silly this morning trading up and looking back at that draft and passing Ugh. on Watson? Well, they traded up for Montgomery too. Like, why'd you trade up for him if you're not going to use exactly. him? Exactly, I Bears. just don't get it. You yeah. do two things: you play defense, you run the football. That's what the Bears do. That's what makes the Bears successful. Do those things. Jordan now Howard's he, top 10 last last year in touches. He has the third now, most rushing yards last three years, and they moved on from him for what? Why? And you're right, Chris. I don't even know if David Montgomery's any good at this point. Because no I just I don't get to see it on a weekly basis. Give him 20 carries a game. Let's get it going. Let's see. That's Maybe weird. that'll help Mitch Trubisky or Mitchell Trubisky, wherever the hell he wants to call himself today. All I know is that the Bears fans have started a Kickstarter campaign to buy out his contract, which I thought was pretty funny. Like, honestly, <laughs> of all the yeah. things I read this morning, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> that's pretty and good. I, and I, you know what? If they raise enough, I think he should leave. Yeah. I mean, if that's a game, you know what? If you're going to buy me out, go for it. That's what I say. Lots of other disappointing things, too. Kyler Murray was a disappointment for sure. Yeah. Back-to-back Cooper Cup disappointments. Oh, my God. Now, it's great that the Rams got right and all. But, uh, you know, Cooper Cup was just a massive amount of targets for like first six weeks and then or five weeks. And then all of a sudden just it's gone to the toilet the last couple of weeks. And I, I'm just like staring around and looking at it, trying to make things work. I don't get it. I mean, at least Leonard Fournette was pretty good. But still, it was Dalvin Cook. It was Aaron Rodgers. It was Marvin Jones who had a gazillion touchdowns. I mean, Marvin Jones day was brilliant. I mean, four touchdowns for him, 10 catches, 93 yards against minnesota that's that's the way that's the way cookie crumbles man that was just a fantastic game for him you won't get another one like it uh but that was it yeah if you had him good job by you amazing his second four touchdown game of his career it's, yeah. he's like an elite company i think sterling sharp and and jerry rice and, and that happened is a long time ago when he was a member of the Bengals. yeah you won't get that again but yeah if you were on it good for you keep an eye on carry on johnson uh, you know he left that game if he doesn't play this coming week maybe it just means more passing attempts for for matthew stafford who's you know a takeaway from that game kenny galladay only had two targets this is a little strange i know like Rhodes, but 
you know, you can't have six guys on your, on your team having more targets than Kenny Galladay, but it was the Marvin Jones show. Yeah. 10 for 93 and four scores. You were on that. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 73 look, points in that game. It's funny 72. because I, I want a Kenny Galladay because I thought that, you know, they, that Rhodes would not be a good matchup for him necessarily. I got, I, I wasn't really worried about Rhodes stopping Kenny Galladay. And I thought that would be a good play because it was a little contrarian. And yeah. I was they on the right. Throw his way, though. Didn't even throw right. him. Yeah. Nope. Never once. No, just didn't. No, nobody cares. But anyway, let's get to some of the big performers. Uh, we mentioned Aaron Rodgers, which really was. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was spectacular. There's no yeah, doubt about that. So if you had Rodgers, you were loving life. And like you said, Chris, uh, kind of stunning. The ownership, just 3% owned. I mean, nobody was on it. Nobody. So yeah, nobody. Absolutely. No one. And I had a hard time ranking him as a top 12 quarterback, you know, on fantasy pros. I was like, I don't really want to do this. I had a radio hit on Sunday morning, a local one in my area. And and the the host asked me about Aaron Rodgers. And I was just saying, this guy's is underperforming. He did, and it's, the offense has changed and they're running the football. They're using both backs. Now that is true, but yeah, he was really, really good yesterday. 25 for 31, six touchdowns, as you said, off the top of the show. Impressive stuff. And and maybe him and Matt LaFleur are starting to find a little bit of groove now as they get the Chiefs on the schedule this week. Well, that's certainly going to go well because uh, we all know what's going on with the Chiefs now. Uh, now down to Matt Moore. Oh, my God. It's just brutal. So that's it's like, rough. what, team number 12 on the year now that doesn't have the same quarterback they started the year with? Right, I think we're up to twelve or thirteen, probably. Amazing. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, we might get to the halfway point. Really, it, it's a stunning, stunning turn of events. Like, where do you when you think about where we're at with with all that? Uh, but you know, all the all the quarterbacks, all the guys that you know started the year or were supposed to start the year, even. But if you just go through the teams, I mean, we could go through them right now, probably off the top of our head. I bet we could <laughs> figure out who they are because at some point in time, just like the Cowboys have had a starter every time, right? Yeah. Um, we all know Green Bay, New England, all those. So let's get to the other one. So, um, well, the Jets, the Jets have had different starts. The they Jets got Sam Darnold now. Kansas the, City has had different. Um, yeah. The Bears have had different. Giants have had different. The Dolphins That's have had different. Four. Dolphins are five. Uh, the Saints, because of Breeze, is six. Um, then you've got Pittsburgh at seven. The Jags uh, in there. Jags at eight. The Washington Redskins at nine. The this is fun. This is well, a fun did, little game. Did, it's Eli be the started, right? We, we had the Giants, right? I had Eli's, them in there. Uh, had them Tennessee in there. Titans. Uh, Bucks didn't get a change yet at quarterback, but I mean, like we're, we're getting close. We're getting the Bears, very close. You and, had the Bears. and you know what? In all fairness, the Colts. I mean, Brissett was not supposed to be the quarterback this year, right? So yeah, we're we're up to like a third of the league, basically. And you can make a case for three or four more getting out of there, like Winston. I'm sure, I don't know if they'll make the change with Jameis, but if he has another five interception game, I don't know if Bruce Arians can can handle that. And Joe Flacco looked pathetic on Thursday Night Football. Like, do they make the change there at, at one point? I don't know. Is it eventually going to happen? If you're looking at a two and ten team with with Denver, so there's a few quarterbacks. Yeah, even some that are that have. They're not going to lose their job like Baker Mayfield, but there's some guys like him that have just been very underwhelming so far this year. Well, the other quarterbacks have played well. Matt Stafford, who uh, was the youngest to ever reach 40,000 yards, which tells you just how bad the Lions have been in his yeah. career. Uh, Kirk Cousins, man, oh, man, everything's turned right for him. For sure. Four more touchdowns for him, 337. Jacoby Brissett played a very good game, four touchdowns, 326. So really, those were the guys. And then, of course, you got to throw in Lamar Jackson, with his, oh, I don't know, how many yards rushing? 116 and a touchdown. That's how many yards rushing for Lamar Jackson. What a game. Talk about a guy just taking over, Chris. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the fourth, what was it, fourth and eight, and he he found the end zone. They didn't want to kick the field goal. The league's best kicker playing on the road in Seattle. Usually, you take those three points, and and they let Lamar run the offense and do his thing. And and even Seattle after the game, you know, Pete Carroll talking about how they tried everything to, you know, they practiced this all week and still had no answer for Lamar Jackson. And again, this is an example of his floor. So he turns out 23 fantasy points for you and he has nine completions and throws, you know, 143 passing yards. But Unbelievable. Yeah, but he finishes as a currently right now as we head into Monday Night Football, top six quarterback. Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater also too, you know, the guy that I, I really had low expectations for, but he's going to have a job somewhere next year. I don't know where, but he's going to yeah. have a job. 281, two touchdowns for him. Now it helps when you have Michael Thomas, but against the Bears, too. Maybe the Bears just aren't that good. I don't know. At a it's possible, now, but are you 5-0? and oh, you got to say something about that. 5-0, and oh, nine touchdowns, two picks. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Good for Teddy B. Good for yeah. him, resurrecting Definitely. a career. It's a good story. I like good stories. Dalvin Cook's been a good story, too. 25 for 142, two touchdowns for him. A great day for Dalvin Cook. I know Leonard Fournette was the chalk of all chalk, and, and that makes sense because the matchup was so good. You would have wished uh, that he had a touchdown in there. That would have really made a much better day, but he was 49% owned <laughs> in the Millionaire Maker. So, I mean, that that tells you all you need to know about that. But, look, he certainly had the day. He just didn't have the touchdown. Chase Edmonds with the three touchdowns, that was the game. That was the game to own. If you own that one, it was sky high. And I'll tell you what, I was shocked Latavius Murray, 27 for 119 and two touchdowns from him. Against the Bears, I know Hockey Mix is out, but still, my goodness, did that game shock you? Because it shocked me. It, it did, I, and you know, at one point it was really, it was tight, and and the Saints ran away with it late in the game. And Latavius, you know, he was having a good day, and and towards the end, he he had a much better day, and and they put the game away for sure. But I'm not totally shocked in the production. I guess I am because it is the Bears, and you're right. Maybe maybe we're just giving them a little bit too much credit defensively they've been decent at least against the run this season but Latavius has had big games like this before when he's when he's filled in last year in Minnesota right when when Dalvin Cook went down and and Jarek McKinnon eventually went down I mean two years ago I think actually back-to-back years and Latavius had solid solid campaigns he had a one year I think in 2015 where he caught 40 plus balls and he caught five balls yesterday so I've been saying this for a long time if anything happens Alvin Kamara I kind of treat him maybe not the same kind of upside as Chase Edmonds but with Drew Brees back under center, if there was no Alvin Kamara for a couple of weeks, whether that's this week against Arizona or after the bye against the Atlanta Falcons, if Kamara, they decide to sit him out because they can afford to, they have one loss. Like I said, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater has gone in and did a, a, a phenomenal job and there's nothing you could do because Drew Brees is amazing and you got to put him in there. But if you put him under center and Latavius Murray, you have yourself a top 10 back and someone will be talking about a little bit more, you know, in the second half, if there's no Kamara. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, too, back-to-back 20-carry games for him. That's huge. Okay, he was one of the best values on the board. We talked about him at length yes. on Thursday's show. And another good return from him. So, look, even though I have no idea what the Raiders are week-to-week, yeah, if I know that Josh Jacobs is touching the ball 20 times, I'm very excited, and we'll see if his, uh, start, his price starts to catch up with that. I don't know, but let me tell you something. That's That's been – it was a great value on both sites. I think it's going to be, at least in the short term, a good value there as well. Uh, but really, it was it, it was a very quiet week in terms of scoring. A lot of the points were scored on defense. And, of course, one of the defenses that paid off was the Washington Redskins. Holla. You love it, don't you? $1,700 for the Redskins. Not too bad. How many? We uh, we did all right. Do we get eight points, I think, out of the Redskins? Right? Yeah, we, we like take that. that. We, <laughs> we were talking about spending down, and it was a slip and slide, soaky game. It was Washington. gross. It was hilarious. Yeah, it, was it was watching nasty. on a slip and slide, but yeah. um, there's nothing you can take out of that game. There's nothing. 
So no. don't nobody out there try to give me, oh, well, you could no. Yeah. It was just a mess. The field was a mess, and yeah. the whole thing was a disaster. But it was entertaining, I guess. And you got that fun little uh, moment where they're all, you know, after the sack sliding around and yeah, the, uh, that was the field great. turf. That was a good yeah. time. And and San Fran, again, there is nothing to take away. And it was sloppy, and it is Case Keenum. He only, you know, threw the ball 12 times. But they still have – they just improved in terms of their defense against against quarterbacks and, and not allowing anything through the air. Again, we'll we'll see some, some different tests coming up. You know, maybe Kyler, the Russell Wilson – We'll see that in week 10, and then we'll actually see Russell Wilson again week 17. Who knows? That could be for the division. But Rodgers coming up on the schedule, Breeze. So it'll be better tests, stronger tests for for San Fran, but their defense is still just so stout. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, By the way, speaking of disappointments, too, how about Matt Ryan? Can we throw Matt Ryan into that mix? Yeah, it seemed like every time I I was looking at that game, he was was on his butt. He was getting sacked all the time. I mean, the Falcons – they quit, and it was obvious that they have quit oh, on yeah, their coach bad. now. We've been saying it for a few weeks since they lost at home to the Titans. But yeah, but Matt Ryan was still now. throwing for 300 yards every game, and that was something you could count on and you felt yeah. good about. And now now he has the ankle injury, so and Devonta Freeman's getting thrown out of games trying thrown to punch Aaron game. Donald. Like, oh, that's God. what I mean. You gotta Ugh. you gotta fire Quinn now. Disaster. Jalen Ramsey did okay. He only you know he didn't play all the snaps. Um Julio caught a few balls on him, but you know, that's going to help the defense out a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I want to give Ryan a little bit of a pass because he has been unreal and the line was just awful. This team stinks. Yeah. And speaking of stinks too, it's a weird week when the receiving leaders are Alex Erickson, Marquez Valdez, Scantling and Stefan Diggs. Okay? Basically all one catch from a lot of those guys. <laughs> well, yeah. And look, you know, we all know Diggs is good and, we, and he stepped in in the void when Adam Thielen got hurt in that game, but still like Alex Erickson, really MVS who's done nothing. And granted, yes, it was the one big catch, and that's what it was. And that's what MVS is good for, so he's a tournament guy. But look, it's all about Michael Thomas. Again, if there's any one good receiver out there, it's Michael Thomas. Nine for 131. You can just always count on him. Good to see Hopkins having a Hopkins game, too. Will Fuller had to get hurt for it to happen. And I'm just glad Will Fuller's not around anymore. Can we all just get an amen on that? Yeah, he's and and this was the thing about Kenny Stills heading into the season is that you knew eventually, unfortunately, I and you know I really honestly don't like to say it, but it was inevitable that he was going to go down. Will Fuller, right? Every year, it's the same thing. Yeah, every year it's the same thing with him. And I'm sorry, it's several weeks now. So Kenny Stills, I think we can dial up. Yeah, let's dial up to Kenny Stills. But hopefully, DeAndre Hopkins will really want to dial up and get back to what we do best, which is nuke. Being nuke, please, for the love of God. Austin Eckler, good receiving game, 7 for 118. So Melvin Gordon's been terrible since he's been back. But at the same time, that offensive line has lost a ton of pieces. So we can say Melvin Gordon sucks, or we can say the line sucks, we can say all these things. But the good news is that Eckler catching the football has still been a thing. Like, that hasn't changed. And I'm honestly a little surprised that it hasn't. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking, too, in this game. I guess maybe they're just trying to get Melvin Gordon going, but they didn't really use Eckler at all in the first half. They got back into the football game because of Eckler. So I think that they should turn to him a little bit more. So eight eight targets, seven catches, as you're talking about in the last game. Two weeks ago before that, he had the big 15 catch game. He's been catching five balls in every single game but one so far this season. So I, I, maybe they turn back to him. Is another, like, it, my goodness, the Chargers, right? It's it's typical Chargers. Like, can you find another way to lose a football game? 
it was unreal it's the way that they, they lost best. that game. It is what they do best. And I always say to myself, like, there's no other way. Like, they can't lose. And, and I just – it's another way to lose the ball. And on the one, look like Eckler was going to score. Then they give Gordon the ball on the one, like, to pound that in. Doesn't do it. A second time, fumbles it. It's crazy. Now, it, it, Chargers are and were a paper tiger. And uh, that's what you're seeing. And, look, they've had so many injuries. And it's yeah. not, like, necessarily the fantasy guys, too. It's it's the offensive line guys. It's guys in the secondary. And that's the thing. When you're missing those pieces, it's hard to win football games. I'll tell you what, Darren Waller was a big positive too. Seven he for was. 126, two touchdowns. Nice to see him getting in the end zone for a change too. He's been a very good PPR guy, but this was another guy with a great return on investment. So hopefully you had shares of him. Chris and I talked to him up quite a bit. And uh, really, there's nobody left to throw the ball to. I mean, it's Waller and, and it's Jacobs on that team. And that's it, man. That is it. And had Derek Carr not fumbled that ball at the goal line there when he's trying to reach out for the pylon, I wonder what this game would have been, maybe, because that was kind of a big Well, there was swing. two places like that, right? There was yeah. that one, and then he threw a pick in the red Yeah, there was well, a couple so. plays that could have gone another way, and this game might have been a lot wackier, yeah. potentially. But it is what it is. It's done. It's in the books. And Darren Waller is looking like a, an absolute stud at tight end. So we'll see if he jumps up. But really, in terms of targets, in terms of return on investment, it doesn't get much better at tight end than him. No, it doesn't. Yeah, his price was was way too low. We spent a lot of time on him, and it doesn't look like Tyrell Williams is is going to be back at, at anytime soon. So they, I know they made the trade for Zay Jones, but he was inactive. So Waller is Waller's the guy, and it's it runs through two guys, and it's him and Josh Jacobs. And Jacobs left that game for a little bit. Another reason that maybe they could have kept things a little bit closer, like he missed a little bit of time with a shoulder injury in the locker room, and he came back and he still balled out. So Waller, great. Um, keep an eye on the Minnesota guys because it doesn't look like Adam Thielen is going to play this week. So they have the Thursday night game against Washington. So maybe Kyle Rudolph is he currently is tight end four on the week. Maybe you get some Herb Smith in there. Somebody's got to step up as the number two option in the passing game again. A really good matchup against Washington. So two two solid spots. And then Gerald Everett, who had a touchdown, but also like again, Goff missed him on another big score. It ha- it's two weeks in a row now. He should have four touchdowns in his last four games. And I know we're frustrated with Cooper Cup. Maybe teams are just focusing in on him. But it doesn't seem like him and like Goff and Brandon Cooks are on the same page. It just seems like a lot of Woods and Everett lately. All right. Now in terms of wagering we split, uh, unfortunately, the Raiders, as I was hoping they would cover that game. They did not, but uh, Mike did a good job of giving you uh, the Ravens there in that one. So good job. So we're back on track after an 0 for week of the upset special. So good job there. But we got a lot right. We got the Tennessee right. Uh, we got uh, the Cardinals right. So there was a lot of good things to come out of that uh, show on Friday. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap wagering show. It's same show, pre-snap. You should just to subscribe across the board, it's us here on Mondays and Thursdays talking DFS. And then Friday, it's the full out wagering show with me and Mike Randall right here on the Line Star app. And while you're at it, make sure you're getting that Line Star app, downloading it, and upgrading to the premium product so you can continue to use all the best tools in DFS right at your fingertips. And uh, we always like to do a little hot take look ahead at week eight. Next week, no Ravens, no Cowboys. So Lamar Jackson gets a rest from running all over the field. We start uh, Thursday night. Obviously, we got Monday, Thursday. So Vikings hosting the Redskins without Thielen. <clears throat> and we've got uh, tonight, obviously, the uh, the Jets hosting the New England Patriots. And the Patriots have had a bunch of problems on, on offense. Uh, no have. Gordon for this game. They're a team, I think, that has to make a move here. They need an Emmanuel Sanders or an A.J. Green or something on that offense because they are struggling right now. So I'm looking for actually a fair amount of Sony Michelle in this game. I really think that's going to be a heavy dose of him. They're going to run the football, play defense get an in-division win and get out of there. So for me, it's Edelman, it's Sony Michelle, 
And then I want to go to the Kirk Cousins side. I want Cousins. I want Diggs and uh, Dalvin Cook, if you can get him in there. And I think you can do that, and it's not too absurd. And you can, you know, find the second, third string wide receivers on the Vikings, play around with those guys in, the, in Thielen's absence because the Redskins can't stop anybody. No, they can't. That's that's where I would go for tight end, as I mentioned with Rudolph and maybe Smith. I would go that way with no feeling in that game. But yeah, it's hard not to like Michelle and Dalvin Cook for sure. I'm interested to see how involved Jacoby Myers is going to be. He looked pretty fresh in the last game playing out of the slot. Josh Gordon, as you mentioned, is out in this game, but he just he hasn't looked the same. Well, he hasn't just looked all that good in general to me. I think he's he's been battling a knee injury for a few weeks, and he looks a little slow out there. So Jacoby Myers, Edelman, of course, you can always dial up. I think the Jets will keep this close. I think New England won that game, but um, yeah, I think I think Sony Michelle could be potentially in for a big game. But it's just it's such a risky game playing with the with the Patriots and what and what they do and guessing which running back is going to get involved. Right? It could be Bolden, it could be James White. Burkhead could play tonight and get a touchdown. You just you just don't know. In New well, England. I'm taking my guess, and my guess is we're going to go straight ahead with Sony Michelle and not get cute. Like I just yeah. feel like that's no, that would be the play. To, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and look, it's past defense have been terrific. The number is ten. Uh, do you think they cover it tonight? I I think the Jets keep it close. I think it's uh, I think it's a touchdown game. I I really do. I, you know I I believe in the offense being a, at least a lot better with Sam Darnold under center. I know Robbie Anderson's in a tough matchup, but I think Jamison Crowder will have a few catches. I think Lev Bell will will have a few grabs too. I, I think it'll be a tight game. I really do. Because I'm not told on the Pats offense right now. I'm not either. It's the Patriots' ability to score on defense that I think holds this spread. Yeah. I actually think they will, it'll, they'll be okay with the 10. I think the Pats will actually cover this all right and be fine. Well, they're, you know, they're due for a defensive score. They're well, that's what I mean. They've scored so much on defense <laughs> and they've put them in such good opportunities. And it's funny because the worst thing the Jets could have done has been good. I <laughs> gave against the Cowboys because I think it just popped up on their radar. And what might have been a trap game mm-hmm. is not a trap game right now because the, the Patriots are fully aware of Sam Darnold and the Jets after beating the, the Cowboys two weeks ago so or last week i should say so Definitely. you know i, I think that kind of changed and the, and the redskins are awful they'll go there and they'll get trounced minnesota is a tough place to play anyway yeah. so i would just load up on vikings you got to have you got to stack vikings in that game i mean you fade tonight's game if you're playing monday thursday and you go heavy on the vikings against the redskins the travel short week even without Thielen, i think it'll be fine and like you said rudolph uh and Irv smith got involved too so there's a lot yeah. going on pats right, d so- or vikings d um whoever's cheaper (laughs) honestly it's whoever's cheaper because i think the matchup is better for the vikings so save yourself some cash and try to fit in a little bit extra if you can all right let's hot take these games here the falcons the quitters uh, at home against the seahawks you know this all depends on matt ryan's health right now we'll see what happens it seems like it's going to be okay it seems so far like it's trending in the right direction but it's early yet so i don't know what we're going to make of this one but seattle you know, is it safe to say for the Seahawks that their their home field advantage is done? They almost lost week one to the Bengals. Then they've lost to the Saints and now the Ravens at home. Are we done with the whole, oh, you can't win in, in Seattle nonsense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, okay. again, so well, does Russell yeah, No, they just don't have that. It, it's To me, I think it's different because of the defense used to be just be so vicious a few years ago, right, with the Legion of Boom, and, and it was so loud and was hard to hear in there, and that's how I felt like they won football games was really on their defense, and it just doesn't seem to have that sort of effect anymore. Yeah, uh, and look, it'll be Carson and Wilson, hopefully on the bounce back, but we need more targets going to Tyler Lockett, please. You know, where, where are the double-digit days for Tyler Lockett? Really frustrating. Absolutely well, frustrating. Wilson doesn't throw the ball that much. 
Uh, yeah, I know, but you know what? They're they need to start again. <laughs> and you know, know what? You you need Let's to look go at some there. of the attempts. 20, 35. He had that big one against the Saints, fifty, but they were down yeah. twenty eight, twenty three. Like it just doesn't throw a lot. And yesterday, obviously, you know, forty one because he was down, but they just lean a lot on Chris Carson. Yeah, I hear you. Broncos at Colts. Colts playing very well, especially getting uh, Darius Leonard back on defense. The last couple of weeks has been huge. I mean, he was a monster in that game against the Texans. Um, just wreaked havoc, had the huge interception there at a big moment there. I would imagine that, you know, Phil Lindsay, you could still roll out there, maybe a little Cortland Sutton. But what do you think of the Zach Pascal thing? He's had a couple big games, inconsistent in terms of, you know, week to week. But is this yeah. a guy that's starting to reach into your mind in terms of tournament plays? Or do you think this is just like, hey, it happened, just move on? Yeah, kind of. I th- I think he's de- a definite pickup. He was one of the other guys in the top five. Just as, again, a strange week. Um, you know, they want to run the offense through Mac, but Jacoby Brissett is another one who's just been so good this season. Very impressive. I believe in Frank Reich. I, I don't think we'll. He's just a tournament, maybe a tournament play. And you know, you got Miami on the schedule in Week Ten. Pittsburgh coming up is it is an okay matchup. I, I don't I don't feel like we can count on on those games. But you're right. Two of the last three have been solid from him. Can Ryan Tannehill make Corey Davis a thing? He already he did. Made him, he made him a thing last week. Can he make him a thing next week against the Buccaneers? I say yes, Chris. I should have pushed more for Davis on the show. You and I talked off air about that, and I sent out a tweet. I was trying to come off of him. I'm glad I didn't. So, I mean, six catches is the seventh time in his career in the three years. He's had at least six catches. It was a season high, six catches, targets. Absolutely. Ryan Tannehill targeted him. He he looked his way. He looked A.J. Brown's way. The offense was good. Tannehill was solid. He played a pretty good game. Marcus Mariota has not made Corey Davis relevant, and for the first time all year, he was relevant yesterday. So, I'm I'm intrigued going forward, and it's a matchup against Tampa Bay. Absolutely. It's a great like matchup. It. It's a great matchup. I, I I even think I might consider Tannehill in this. I I really might. Sure. Bucks are terrible. I'm sorry. I I can't feel it. Speaking of bad, uh, it's gonna be a bad matchup for the Cardinals against the Saints. This one's in New Orleans. <clears throat> Look, it's, the Cardinals just don't match up here. They just don't. I, I don't care how good Edmonds was. I don't I don't care. Just the Saints have been that much better. So I don't know how much there's to see there. And then you got the Bengals traveling to L.A to take on the Rams, which should be, again, another easy game. But the way Gurley's been underwhelming, the way Cup last couple weeks has been on this run, I don't know, man. I doubled down on Cup this week, and it didn't work out. I might have to take a break. Me and Cooper Cup might be on a break, Chris. I don't know. Yeah, I get it, but now would be the time to, to just do it again. <laughs> I know, it's the Bengals. I but know the Bengals have been decent uh, against slot wideouts, but D.D. Westbrook true. did have a, have, have a good game yesterday. Sure you know, it, was, it wasn't Chark, it was D.D. Who, who's had the game, and everybody has been able to run all over the Bengals. We said this on the show now, I believe it's four or five. Over 600 rushing yards in the last three games against this team is, is crazy, crazy to think about. But Gurley hasn't been all that efficient. So I don't know how much they'll run him into the ground in, in a game that they're favored by two touchdowns. So that would be an interesting one to break down. Yeah. And then you got the Eagles uh, traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. This should be fascinating to watch, uh, see if Josh Allen can air the ball out a little bit. That would be fun to watch. See if the Eagles can uh, stop the run game of uh, Buffalo, which seems like they should be able to. This is a game that I don't have a great beat on from any perspective. So, And the next one is even worse, Chargers-Bears. Good luck, folks. You're on your yeah. own. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got no love. Maybe Eckler. I don't know. But uh, the whole thing just, it drives me crazy. Look, uh, the, uh, one thing though, the running backs have had a lot of fantasy points the last couple weeks against the Bears. So maybe Eckler is the guy to go to. But man, that line is so bad. I just worry about Khalil Mack just, just wreaking havoc on that bad line of the Chargers. 
Yeah, it's yeah. You bring up a good point. I don't know. Maybe it'll just be a lot of Eckler and Cohen. Can't trust. Doesn't seem like you can trust Melvin Gordon or David Montgomery at this point. And as for that Eagles Bills game, I will be there. I am slightly worried about the Eagles offense. They need Deshaun Jackson. They need that deep threat. Saw it in Week One. Jackson had that big game. The offense flowed. It was the first time that Carson Wentz has had a deep threat like that. He's just not hooking up with Aguilar. Alshon Jeffrey isn't that type of wide receiver. Goddard is trending up, and Ertz is trending down. So you know, it'll be a tough game for, that'll be a low scoring game. I think Josh Allen has an upside to have a bomb with Brown like he did last week. But I think that one right now, looking at that total 43, I'd be shocked if Philly got to 14 or 17 myself. All right. The giants at lions. We'll see what's going on with the running back situation as the week unfolds, but you might actually be able to go back to that Marvin Jones. Well, <laughs> honestly, I know that sounds a little crazy, but Giants are bad, so they're not a good football team. Golden Tate narrative, too. You get Golden Tate coming back, and Tate's been very solid. So I like Tate in this one, uh, and uh, certainly you got to like Saquon Barkley after you saw what Dalvin Cook did to the Lions. you got to like Barkley's potential in this one. Jets at Jaguars. Uh, I don't want to comment on this one until we see what Jets team shows up tonight against the Patriots. Panthers at 49ers. This should be fun. you got Christian McCaffrey going up against that big defense to the 49ers. So are you worried at all about CMC against that D? maybe yeah i mean it is christian mccaffrey overall i i I mean i will play him again we've talked so much about (laughs) fading him and how dangerous it is but that'll be an intriguing matchup you know he's gone against the bucks twice now and he's had pretty just okay games like a couple of receiving touchdowns helped his day against the against a bucks team who's very solid against the run and this san fran team can generate a lot of pressure at the line of scrimmage. So that'll be, that'll be a really good one. I'm surprised five and a half. I think it'll be, I think that's like a field goal game, a tight game, but yeah, CMC, I would imagine most of his work will be through the air in that one. Raiders at Texans. Another one where God knows what team's going to show up that week. Just when you think, you know what either of these teams are, they change again. Browns yeah. at Patriots. So considering how much Baker Mayfield turns the ball over, this is going to be a long day for the Browns. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just, Absolutely. Oh, forget about it. this. Is, this is the last defense. You think you want to see if you're Baker Mayfield this is the Patriots and Bill Belichick talk about confusing him with coverages. And then you got the Sunday night game Packers at chiefs, no Mahomes. And uh, of course the Monday night game, the dolphins at Steelers. And I think the dolphins are getting closer and closer to win the football game. They were kind of knocking on the door in the first they half were. there. A little they scary, were. a little scary yeah. there. Yeah, they. I know. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to get it done, and you know he he turned it over. The, really, the turning point of the entire game was, I think he was on the five or the ten, and he threw the pick in the end zone, and that was that was the turning point because I think they were going to go up two scores at that point. So you know, there's not they're running out of games to win. I mean, week sixteen, Dolphins and Bengals. There That's you go. it. Lock That's it up. It. Whoever loses Bowl. will get the first pick. The Tua Bowl. A loser oh, gets baby. Tua. So they'll be pulling on all the stops in oh a must-lose game. It should be awesome. Let me Imagine the game. I hope for, game. If you're Tua, who do you want to play for? The Bengals? Or do you want to play for the Dolphins? I think you want to play for the Dolphins. I, mean, I agree. I agree. I, I, it's just, you know, better area. The Bengals are just, you know what? I, AJ Green, Boyd, Mixon, there are some better weapons, I suppose. Like, the future's probably better in Cincinnati, but. Yeah, but the I would nightlife down. is way better in Miami. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was like. I want, that's what I, that's why I too, You want to be at the beach, man. You better hope the Dolphins uh, lose that game. All right. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Line Star app at Joe Pisa PS 17 and at Chris Meany. And of course, you can follow us as well at Line Star NFL. If you enjoy the show, give us a five star review right now after the show's over because uh, because you love us and we're fun 
and uh, we do a good job here. And of course, we're here for you. So if you ever need us on the Twitter machine, go hit us up for questions. Uh, and uh, I think that'll do it for us here on the pre-snap. Chris and I will be back on Thursday with your NFL DFS preview show. And Friday, Mike Randall and I will be back with all of our NFL picks. So that'll do it for me and Chris. It's time to break the huddle here on the pre-snap. And there's nothing left to do now except sit down with. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Beanie.